Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, at least my time anyway, I'm bringing on, yes, yet another new co-host, or I should say two co-hosts. That's right, we're bringing on a happy couple. And uh, this is uh, Breaking the Mold, which I love to do on a regular basis whenever we possibly can. So, your new guest co-hosts today, they are certified counselors, nationally syndicated writers, relationship and parenting experts, certified in Myers-Briggs, that personality analysis stuff, we brought it up before on this show. I love this tagline, millennial translators, national speakers, authors of a number one bestseller, One Billion Seconds. There's still time to discover love, and they're also podcast hosts, people. We're going to have some fun here today. So without further ado, let's get them on the show here. We got Poppy, that's right, Poppy, and Jeff, the relationship experts. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Sky. It's great to be here, fellow podcasting friends. I know, right? I was just at Podcast Movement in Philadelphia last week. So How was that? We almost were, we almost <sighs> were there. Well, all right, so here I did the unconferencing where like, I didn't actually buy a ticket. I just showed up because I live here. So, okay. <laughs> right. And I had business to take care of. I'm like, I, don't, I didn't like the fact that they set it up in the middle of the week. I was like, uh, okay, most podcast conferences, like I'll be speaking at one in September, which is also outside of Philadelphia, but that's on the weekend. It's like a Friday, Saturday, not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It was like, okay, right. guys. So I was like, I got things to do. I'll, I'll just stop by in the evenings and, and catch up with everybody. So uh, it was good. All the big shots were there. You know, John Lee Dumas and all the well-known people were there. Uh, a few people came over from the UK that I know. So I went to all the the meetups. So I was, you know, doing all the social networking and stuff like that. Um, Did you meet our friend Tyson Franklin? I was just going to say the same thing. Ooh. That's one of the things we do, by the way, all He's the time. We Australia. think the same thoughts. Okay, that's 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 scary. And actually, you know, let's go ahead and get this out there right here, right now. You have a right. very interesting iPhone case. So for oh, the okay. video feed for YouTubers, I got to show this off, ladies and gentlemen, on the camera feed. Let's go ahead and get that up there. So these two have been together for a little while. And apparently, sir, you've had that mustache for a long time. 40 years, sir. <laughs> so let's get the backstory. Let's get it out there ahead of time because you got this powerful, you got all these credentials. You're a husband, wife, like dynamic duo team, which we are. I don't understand how you pull. I mean, everybody jokes around people shouldn't work together who live together. And I'm like, if you could figure out how to become that power couple, which clearly you have, there's something to be shared there. Well, right. we are we do everything together all the time because because of that picture that explains that we were apart. Yeah, if we could show that again. Yeah. We were together that whole time, Scott. We were apart okay. that whole time. Thirty-two years. We were split up from our college sweetheart romance days. Okay. The beautiful little first Rollins love. Gal, first love. First Ooh. guy. Wow. I'll go on the record online, say the first guy I ever was intimate with. Wow. That's so, a long. That's that's a heck of that a track a record. Wait till twenty one years old, too. By the way, it doesn't uh, happen much anymore. No, <laughs> no, it is rare. I, I actually joke around people all the time that people don't know this about me. Here's another random thing: I was a virgin till twenty four. Wow. See, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and people are like get out of here. I'm like, no, I was a late bloomer. I just, and also yeah. I was very work driven. I just didn't care. I did not allow any romantic stuff into my life. But that's a whole different. We can get to that later. Let's let's finish like this that. up here. Right. So. So anyway, we so we're college sweethearts, madly in love, dated the entire school year from the second week of school through the end, 
And just towards the end of the school year, I, being raised fairly conservatively, said, so what do you think will happen next year? I'm set to graduate in seven weeks. And I wasn't. I had one more year. Oh, okay. And so I lived in Wisconsin. Jeff lived in Ohio. And we were at school in Florida. So my rocket fast mind, Scott, I said, what's going to happen next year? Well, I'm going to be back here. I'm going to be captain of the water ski team here at Rollins having a great time. Okay. Not the answer she was looking for. I was going to say, I'm not as good as you guys, but... Probably not the best response. <laughs> so we, so I made an assumption, as many women are ought to do, and men too. And I thought, oh wow, he's just been like using me this whole year. Oh, for, for sex, or I'm just a filler until next year. I guess I'm not really that important. So soon after that conversation, I broke us up. And while we're breaking up, he is devastated he's crying and we, we went from perfect to breaking up yeah. in, in the one conversation and wow like, that's sen- so about? clearly that sentence was not yeah. the sentence yeah. to say <laughs> so well, we even have a chapter in our book that we wrote two words called two words if i had said what will happen next year to us ah that might have switched everything then my my rocket fast 21 year old mind might have gone oh oh to us well, this is great. We're going to keep this going. We're going to make this happen. We'll, we'll, make, we'll visit uh, each other. We'll, we'll do it. Was it was the yeah. dark age. Yeah. We'll write letters. We'll talk on the phone. So um, I made that assumption. I broke us up. As he was being, uh, as Jeff was being very upset about this whole thing, I was thinking in my head, why is he upset? I was just a filler this year. Right. And he wasn't expecting I you. Yeah. could say anything else, He's I stormed out of her room with my, of the... my tail between my legs and ego smashed. And oh wow, that was the end of the week. And I'm had... saying, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's talk about this. But he was too upset, and we never had another contact, anything for 32 years. Oh wow, it was completely that shut was, down, like just flatline. We never you flatline that sucker. <laughs> yep, I was. Well, part of the story too is because. We broke up an old high school flame, kind of slid into the picture as she was graduating. And all of a sudden she got engaged even before school ended. Yeah, wow, that was fast. Oh, and yeah, and her sorority held a little thing called a candlelight where they kind of announced this uh, in a secret little, you know, candlelight ceremony. pass a candlelight. Who's engaged? And her sorority house was right next door to my fraternity house. And so yours truly got to hear about the fact that this girl who I just broke up with just got engaged to someone else. Ouch. Oh, big ouch. And I was- I mean, you, you, already, know, you already had the ouch. This is like an amplified ouch. Yeah. This yes. is like off the chart ouch. And I was like, well, that's that. Obviously, I didn't mean a damn thing to her. Excuse me. So I love and, to throw fuel on the fire, so to speak, yeah, on yeah. this show. But that's not the fuel of the fire that you were looking no. for. No, no, this was... It, and I was an undergraduate art major, so I hid out in the art studio and just painted and was a mess. I wow. was a mess. I had so much shame and guilt and trauma. I, I, I can't even remember it. I didn't have the words. I didn't have the, the right things to say to approach Jeff. We never had any conversation ever hmm. again until 32 years later. And so that is why we do what we do. It was like, what if we could help people have the right communication to 
resolve those challenges that come up in every relationship, whether it be personal, family, Make work sure you, related. You ask those complete questions. Don't don't hedge your questions. Don't be careful about what you're saying. Ask what you're thinking and what is on your heart. I'm always trying to work on that. It's funny we bring this up because I understand the value of communication from the professional world. I tell mm -hmm. people all yeah. the time, my clients, I'm like, guys, like, it's one of the biggest things. If you could just work on communication within an organization, outside of an organization, from small to large, that's where yeah. it always falls apart. Mm -hmm. Always. But yet, why is it that somebody like myself doesn't always apply that to the romantic life. What's up with that? Well, we because I think when we get into our romantic life, we're so enmeshed in that relationship that we don't think about the linear, rational thinking that comes into that because there's so many emotions. So mm. we don't think to apply that. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I'll give you an example. Do, do you know what your love language is and what your, your fiance's love language is? We know what a love language is. Uh, I'll just know that in a lot of our disagreements or communication uh, processes, uh, I'm more of the visionary, and her common word is she's more of the realist. So, okay, does that help so, you a little bit? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that helps a little bit, especially with uh, like Myers Briggs, which yeah. um, I'm certified. Jeff is just almost finishing up being certified. I love all that data stuff because I, I use that in the corporate world. We did a lot of, yes. I did a lot of professional coaching development. Mm -hmm. I was involved in hiring. So I love that stuff to the point where now I don't think it's, I don't think it's fully based on Myers, but you know, Strengths Finder. Of course. No, sure. Strength love Strengths Finder. Yeah. I recommend yeah. it all the time. Love it. So, right. Yeah. So I, what are your, what are your, um, what is your three Myers? or four highest strengths? Uh, I'm a woo. According to Strengths Finder. Yeah. So winning people over. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, uh, Actually, I gotta bring. I don't. I'm blanking right now. You put me on the spot. But I, a funny thing is, I actually, I think I listed them on my LinkedIn just for fun because I had a buddy of mine who does not like to be online, but for some reason he'll go on LinkedIn. And one day he texts me and he says, "Why do you have WOO <laughs> on your profile?" Woo woo. I was like, I was like, I like, I like trains. You know, <laughs> you know, in a funny way. I'm like, no. It's like, have you ever done a strengths analysis? because most people are focusing so much time on their weaknesses mm -hmm. and they're spinning their wheels. I'm like, why not play to your strengths first? And then along the path you learn, okay, I'm not saying don't work on your weaknesses, but you'll realize certain things you might just want to outsource, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, does this apply to romance though? Cause I don't think you want to outsource absolutely. too much. <laughs> you know, I'm, I know you, we've, we've talked about this earlier, but um, spending almost 10 years in the college classroom teaching psychology, uh, we talk about why, do you know why it is? And I know you mentioned that on one of your earlier podcasts. Why do people always look for what's wrong? Like if, if I have a very serious expression mm -hmm. and I come up to you and I go, oh, and I sigh, the natural response would be for you to say what's wrong. Oh, is everything okay? You know, right. Is everything like okay? That. Yeah. You're right. Or you're just through breathing exercises, you, you're maybe you're, right. you're releasing energy. I could be just doing that and I could have a very uh, positive flow. Yeah, yeah. But so, but it goes back to the caveman. You probably already know this, right? I'm big into the paleo studies, not just from a nutritional standpoint, but like yes. understanding all of that. Right. So we have in our brains, it takes four negative comments for or four negative thoughts to every one positive thought. Okay. So we have to override four negative thoughts, four to one. 
with a positive thought. We have to ramp up so many positive thoughts for ourselves, for one another. Pops, you already got this guy looking to the library. He's already. Well, apparently I edited my LinkedIn and I took it off. So, but I don't know why. I mean, I think I was just trying to, you know, shrink some of the content. That's okay. I'm I'm bringing up some of my strengths. I'm listening. Keep going. I'm I'm going to get the answers you asked for. We it's, integrate Myers Briggs, birth order, um, love languages, strengths finder, and our own proprietary tool, the emotional clock. Oh, yeah. this is something you've patented, or yes. yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll can you that. patent an emotional clock? I'll show you. Well, you, you trademark it, you don't patent. Oh, okay, I was gonna say something illegal. <laughs> yeah, it's something we it's protected. It's something we actually created. Scott Poppy's going to grab one here. We have a a brand new version that we just had. Uh, had made. It's down below their pops on the. I, I think my I think my fiance and I might have to go through this and figure this out. So this. Well, is... it, it's a it's a simple tool that we created when we wrote our book. We kind of talked about why do people not talk about things? What stops people? What what do they need to do to make things happen when they talk? So we created this tool, the emotional clock. We'll make get it up nice and and tight here for you. Nice. Okay. So the whole idea behind this, everything on the left side of the clock is what happens when you're not communicating, when you're not getting things Yeah, anger, despair, anxiety. And six o'clock is this magical spot at the bottom here, six o'clock. Yep. Where that's usually where people reach out to us, where they've hit a wall, where they're saying, you know, I can't can't stand where where I am in my relationship. I have to do something. And the only way they they may move forward and find seven o'clock relief I don't mean to keep blocking your face there. Oh no, I got it. No, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. Seven o'clock relief is the is the key thing uh, to to move beyond and to have those hard conversations that either, in many cases, can 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 either fix a relationship that's broken that you're afraid to talk about, or in many cases, end a relationship that needed to go that direction anyways. Interesting. So one of the things that we and, and you probably know this from psychology as well is that when we have a tactile um, object in our hands, mm-hmm. it automatically will reduce our cortisol levels. Yes, that we're not so highly stressed because you're activating a different sense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so we created this handheld thing to actually get people, especially when they have embroiled emotions. Right. It's like if you've ever if you ever get angry, your heart rate goes up. You're having a conversation with your loved one or a coworker or whatever it is. Your heart rate goes up. And once it goes over a hundred, forget it. It's like you're communicating underwater. You know? no that, that was me on Saturday. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was, I was at, I, well, cause I, I did my first triathlon. I tried to do my first triathlon and I have anxiety in water. It's funny. Cause I, I posted a live Facebook video about this like afterwards. And also the training over the past six weeks, because I never properly learned how to swim. And I'm, I'm an, I'm a huge adrenaline junkie. So I've done, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a former wildland firefighter from out West. And that's what I did to leave the corporate space. I skydiving and mountain bike racing and rock climbing, you name it, I'll do it. I mean, right now we're planning a heli skiing wedding in Banff, Canada. Like we'll be, we'll be, wow. we'll be flying in helicopters to a remote mountain and go skiing because I don't oh. like traditional weddings. So, and this was her idea. <laughs> I love it. So for your wedding, you're going to do this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That so are you, you going awesome. to do your vows in the helicopter or? Nah. No, I think we're gonna like uh, just to make everybody, her parents, and like the uh, the uh, the older guests. Uh, that's a nice way to put that. Yes. We're, we're gonna like do it on the resort property. We'll like ski down a trail, and there, you can rent like a slope side deck, like a big deck sure. area. Like, hey guys, let's just pull off. Everybody get out of their skis. 
let's do this little ring thing and let's go keep skiing. Like we're not going to, sure. we're not, <laughs> the whole point of this is like, we're, we're making people, we're not making anybody do anything. My family's not even going because I grew up very conservative and they don't do that stuff. Like they'll, they'll, they'll come to the after party, but mm-hmm. we'll be in Alberta, Canada and, you know, at, at, in Banff on Lake Louise. So Beautiful. only, only the people who have the confidence to go do something like that will show up. So, and apparently I only, I only wanted like 20 people. Now there's like 40 people going. <sighs> well, it's so unique and wonderful. Yeah. But again, great. back to the point. Yeah. Anxiety. Don't know how to swim very well. Not good. I'm going to guess that's not your strong leg of the triathlon. No. Uh, to the point where I made it to the first buoy, sort of, a lot of struggle. Yeah, it was not good. Just it, 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 They pulled me out of the water. They, they said, listen, oh you're, you're wow. not going to complete this. For, it was only a 400-meter distance, mind you. Now, that's, I've never done open water swimming. Like, I've done kayaking, and I've done sure. uh, uh, you know, water skiing and all that stuff, but you got a life vest on. No big deal. You just sprint paddle to the boat. I've never done open water swimming. And the past six weeks, I've been training in a pool at an aquatic center with a coach. So it's not the same. I thought I could just show up and get it done. As an adrenaline junkie, have you ever tried barefoot water skiing? Uh, No. Uh, But uh, I've had about a year or so ago, I had on a deaf uh, barefoot water skier. So she was awesome. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think she's from Florida, so probably is that's uh, this is like water skiing mecca in Florida. Yeah. So anyway, uh, anxiety, stress, didn't matter what my, my. Meanwhile, my fiance is doing the Olympic distance triathlon at mm-hmm. the same event, her fifth one. So oh, wow. Um, so, which is why I, I signed up because like I'm tired of people telling me I don't like it. People tell me like, yeah, hey, you're gonna get around to doing this. You've done everything else. I'm like, yeah, fine. I committed a year ago to doing this. Um, I just didn't really take. I think early enough action on my training mm-hmm. to to help. I didn't realize the mental game as was as severe as it was. Right, I, I think I right. underestimated my water anxiety, which then manifested as water panic Saturday morning. <laughs> yes. After that, crush the bike, crush the run. I'll, I'll I'll bike hundreds of miles. I've done it. It's not a big deal. So. Uh, yeah, it was, it didn't go so well in the swim portion. So, yeah. So did you have a bad experience as a child in the water that precipitated this or? No, I grew up as a farm kid, never had water. Okay. Like, okay. I mean, when yeah, I was no. probably, I don't know, fourth grade, my parents started to have me go to the local pool for lessons. And then we moved from New Jersey to Pennsylvania to another farm and never took a lesson again. And then the first time I dove into a pool, I cannonballed into my neighbor's pool at 16 and then like freaked out, got to the edge of the pool. And that's kind of, and I, I've, I've jumped, I have jumped off a railroad trestle bridges over top of a river into a river. I, I've done all that, you know, and then you just, you know, force your way to the shore and you're good. Doggy paddle. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I, I've, it's not like I haven't done stuff in water. It's just proper swimming etiquette. No. And training, yeah. it's just training. It is. I just You're need. I just need young. more of it. You're never <laughs> so, too young. So you haven't done scuba diving either, I, I imagine. So this is why I'm making myself go through this, right? Okay. So we talk about the strengths, right? Right. I'm in strong in many other sports. This is a weak sport that I've never spent time in. But as as Kristen, my fiance, says, she's like, "Come on, this is a necessary life skill. You've done all yes. this other crazy stuff." She's like, 
I would like us to be able to go scuba diving and mm-hmm. not have to worry if you're going to freak out or not. And I said, that's a good point. I agree. I don't like having those weaknesses that could impact my lifestyle. Like I don't right. want to be held back because of that. Right. When that's something that I could totally work on and put the work in and eventually overcome it. And that's what I'm now committed to do. So, okay. So one of the things that you talk about on your show a lot is that you, you talk about mindset, right? Yes. And so it's come up more I, and more in the past year and a half. So. I grew up being an artist, right? Mm. I would draw and paint and do all those things. And I was just with somebody the other day and um, she said, uh, I can't draw anything. I just, you know, I can't. And, and it just, it, it always rankled me, especially when I was, before I was teaching psychology, teaching art lessons to children who at age 10 would be completely decimated with their value of how they perceive themselves as artists. And I was like, Hey, we can all do this. It is just a learned skill, yeah. you know, to be able to, to do this as, as is swimming, you know, and it's just a matter of that and overcoming that fear and, and not being afraid of it just because it's unfamiliar. Well, it, it, it's funny because I, I literally can't find the top five right now, but like my top two strengths, uh, highest ranking are positivity and woo. Yeah. So I have the mindset Same. and it goes yeah, back to your point, mindset. right? It goes back to your point is you put enough reps in, in life. You don't have to be 40 like me, right? These, this goes for our 20 year old listeners or our millennials out there. It's like, guys, like you put enough reps in, you keep challenging yourself. You're breaking those barriers down and it does get easier. Mm-hmm. That's the point of putting in the reps, <laughs> right? And whether it be physical or mental, especially the mental. So and the mental you have to do, like I said, four to one. Four, four to one. Thoughts, four positive thoughts to override it's that, it's one that negative. caveman out running the saber-toothed tiger and everything else that's scaring the, the Jesus out of him. So this is interesting. So because uh, like literally last week, I was I forget who I was recording with right now, but we were discussing the elements of the lizard brain, right? Yeah. The fight or flight, the, the, the piece of our brain. brain that protects us. So that's, mm-hmm. that's six o'clock. On our oh, there we go. So I, I like to tie that back to, are you familiar with the book, uh, The Five Second Rule? Yes. So she, she, her book is powerful because like, guys, like, just take pause for five seconds just to get past that lizard brain mental yes. state. And it's, it's, you can then make a decision a little bit easier. Uh, you get past that fight or flight. That's at least uh, per her book. I don't know if you would agree from a psychological standpoint or not. Absolutely. Oh, no, that's absolutely. Okay. Absolutely reasonable. Yeah. We're talking to a charter member of the International Positive Psychology Association. I went to that first meeting at the World oh. Congress in your city Ooh. or near where you live yeah. in Philly. Yeah, it it's, was it's, awesome. Uh, people say I have a Philly accent. I live an hour and a half north, but hey, uh, you know, Philly. It's the closest major city. We'll go with that. Hey, we've been to Philadelphia for a Green Bay Packers game, and I'm, I want to challenge the thought that it's the city of brotherly love, not when you're wearing Green Bay <laughs> no, Packers. No, no. See, no. You, you're but in the— It could the, have been worse. We could have been wearing cowboy. The, the, oh, really? the green, the, the shade of green, and I'm not, I'm not an Eagles fan, yeah. but I've been to more Eagles games than Giants games because I'm a blue and I'm a blue guy. But it it's funny because most of my friends are Eagles fans. So, sure. Yes. Um, the the shade of green has changed over the years from a market yes, from has. a marketing standpoint. So if you if they don't see the entire jersey, you could be, you know, oh, it could be another Eagles fan until you see the yellow, and then obviously it's like, oh, wait a minute, no. You know, we we noticed that when we were walking in, we'd see older jerseys. You know, people often bring in very old, somewhat old, and somewhat new. 
And you can see the transition of color uh, yeah. over the years, how it, how it evolved, yeah. It, it cracks me up. But you yeah. are right. I The last Eagles game I was at has been a few years. <laughs> and I actually, not, not to get off a topic, but since you brought it up, the, <laughs> it was such a bad example of appropriate fan psychology. I'll just say that. Yes. Like everybody's out tailgating. Mm-hmm. We're in our circle and there's this loud, rowdy, you know, other group of Eagles fans. And all of a sudden on the other side, this is the new stadium on the other side of this really, really nice black, like metal iron fence. Um, there's a father, it's a Washington Redskins game. That's what it was. And there's a father walking his two small children. They're all jerseyed up. And these dudes start verbally berating them. Oh and my I'm like, gosh, with the little kids, like the one kid's gotta be three. And the other oh kid might be God. six or seven. And they're just like with their dad, like going to a game. And then at one point, the guy gets up and like grabs a hold of the fence and starts yelling through it. Like, how do you bring your kids up like this? And blah, blah, blah. Wow. I'm like, what is happening right now? And I look at my buddies. I'm like, we have to do something about this. I know I'm not an Eagles fan, but that is not right. And, you know, we right. eventually, we helped sub- subdue the guy. But I'm like, clearly there was alcohol involved. Uh, which never helps in those situations. But we like, noticed really? one or two people there drinking, by the way. Yeah. 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 But it's just like, really? Come on, guys. Like, he's teaching his kids a sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might be an opponent's team. Like, it's one thing. Do that with adults. Don't do that to kids. It drives me nuts. So it's, no, not, very, I, it's not very positive. Totally agree. Yeah. But b- back so on point. The reason <laughs> why I think I'm a Green Bay Packer fan is that um, growing up, I, I just have one sibling, an older brother. And it was so cold in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that my mother never wanted to go to the game. And my dad had season tickets. So at age it is cold seven, there. seven it is. years old, I started going to the games with my dad. And it became a thing that was just with him. And my okay. dad was a big athlete. And I was a tomboy growing up. And it was just like our thing. So I think that's why it's like this double whammy of significance for me okay so that's why we named our dog lambo uh, had to well hey you know the dog doesn't know any better <laughs> oh wow i, I was fight. waiting to work that one in <laughs> fighting words it's okay I, I see i'm not one of those crazy football fans i mm-hmm. like i said i've been to more eagles games and giants fans and supposedly we have the worst rivalry out there but we all come together when it's against the cowboys so yeah, correct. There's yes. a really common ground there for everybody. It's cracks me up. So or the Vikings. Sorry. Oh, well, that's different. I mean, so when I was fighting wildfires out west, half of my crew oh, either yes. came from either came from Minnesota uh, yes. or Green Bay, you know, or you know, Wisconsin. That's I mean, maybe I'm overemphasizing the pronunciation. No, you're doing you're, it very well. Right I do well. All right, because like I, I spent two years with these guys, and I'm just like. Minnesota, like not Minnesota. I like, know Minnesota. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And Wisconsin, the one guy had a higher pitched voice. So it was like Wisconsin. I was like, geez. It's like, all right. Oh, uh, sure. From Wisconsin. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had a few guys in my crew. So I, I picked up on some of the lingo. This is great. So I want to know about your fiance and how you met. Oh, great. She loves when I talk about her on a podcast. Um, we heard that. Yeah. <clears throat> So I will, I will preface this by saying I was a bachelor for many years and I would justify it by my corporate goals, business goals, career goals, very driven, blah, blah, blah. 
the firefighting was a good excuse. Like, oh, I'm in the mountains for a month on end. Like, I should never explore a romantic relationship because it's not fair. That was like, that was my line. That was my line. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good rationale. That makes sense. Sure. And I mean, probably I was still holding on to past breakup crap or who knows, or I just didn't care. And anyway, moved back here to the East Coast and a mutual friend, this girl I actually went on one date with <laughs> and uh, it didn't go well, uh, but we stayed friends on Facebook and I moved back and you've got, you know, two years from 2010 and 2011 of, of my wildland firefighting adventures and crazy photos and stuff. Then my life in Colorado afterwards was just rock climbing and hiking 14,000 foot peaks and mountain bike racing, like just big outdoorsy dude. And then apparently she had just gotten out of my fiance, Kristen had just gotten out of a nine, eight or nine year relationship. And this girl says, Oh, well you got to check out this guy. He just moved back to Pennsylvania. And you know, long story short, Facebook is how we got together because this girl, I guess as she calls it, Facebook stalked me because we're already friends. So Kristen could go look at all my stuff. And then, and then this girl, Facebook messages me her photo, her profile saying, Hey, you should check out my friend, Kristen. And apparently does the same thing. Like, okay. So she's like the matchmaker or whatever. Right. Um, and, and the photo she sends me is her, her current profile photo post breakup. Uh, was her ice climbing. Wow. So I was like, all right, this girl's really good at selling. Uh, Uh, So she was my, she was actually my insurance agent's uh, front desk girl. That's how I knew her from years ago, uh, the other girl. So anyway, so I I said, you know what? Okay. We we, we messaged a couple of times back and forth. I reach out to her. I get the phone number and I call her, which apparently you just don't do. Um, That set me apart right there because I'm old school. I'm like, I'm, going to pick the phone up and call you. I'm not going to sit here and message and text you. So that, that was a win in my favor. It also made me look weird. Okay. Anyway, so we decided, I agreed to go have a glass of wine with her. So, and then we dated for a first year and then she broke up with me, Poppy. Oh, come on. Because why I was not living in the moment. I brought this up on the show before. Uh, my vulnerability was non-existent. Uh, really? Oh, oh, you'd be proud of me. I, I, I'm not perfect. Trust me. If you talk to her right now, she'd be like, she, her exact line was, "Nobody ever trained you." Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not a dog. What do you mean? And she's no, like, you, you do need training. Yeah. She's like, Men? were you never in relationships? I'm like, you're you're my longest relate that one year that was my longest relationship i, I never <laughs> I, I, I told you i was a bachelor a long time <laughs> and uh so so long story short uh, we gave it a year um Someone let her out this is crazy mindset is that your puppy yes uh, yeah. usually, usually calvin the coonhound is making the same noises he's really loud he's just beating the door down in our bedroom oh i don't right. care see i'm i see People people freak out about that stuff. I'm like that's our lifestyles. We're, we're we we love dogs. Lambo just wants like to say it. hi during the day. Like if someone comes to the door, she'll explode with barking and it would just destroy the interview. Oh, two hours ago, I was on a live webinar training somebody, and the mailman came late in the day. Well, that next thing, I mean, Calvin just howls for the mailman. So mm-hmm. I was like, it's four. You know, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Why is he howling? And Kristen came in. She's like, oh, the mailman's here. I'm like, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Doesn't he come at like 12? 
So you want to meet uh, the aforementioned uh, no, Lambo? She's, no, she's a pain in the neck. All right. Is she mind. a pain in the neck? What, what, what? All right, real quick. You, you, we brought her up. She's whimpering. So what breed? She's a Shih Tzu. Here she is. Oh, I have a friend who has a Shih Tzu. Yeah, she's a cutie. She is a cutie. Calvin's like three times, your four times your size. So we have an what English kind of red. We have an English red tacoon hound. So oh, cool. those yeah. are great. Apparently they're rare. Like every time mm-hmm. we're out, people are like, oh my God, is that a red tick? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Kristen. Wow. So. Anyway, okay, so, back on so track. We're, we're yep. with Kristen. Yes. You're broken up for a year. What did she you broke do up with me? Year? No, no, no. We were together for a year. Mm-hmm. She broke, broke it up, up because I wasn't did letting her in. A, did you get a, go to a 12 step vulnerability program? No. So I'm a big self and personal professional development guy. Mm-hmm. So like I, it ends and it, it, it hurt me. And I was like, Oh, like, and, and here's the worst part. She was so cool that all my friends liked her. Uh oh. So post breakup, she's hanging out with my friends. Oh my gosh. I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> I let her into the inner circle. I let what her in. What's the matter with you, dude? What's I broke, I broke the rules. I let her in my inner circle. <laughs> So that that's awkward. Uh, yeah, it was not going well. And so I, I just, I, I sat down one day and I'm like, all right, this is driving me nuts. I'm worried. I'm, I, I, I literally unfriend her on Facebook. Ooh. And she takes offense to that. I've never unfriended That'll anybody. Show her. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I, t- I just, I couldn't see her in my newsfeed. I didn't want to see, I didn't know you could mm-hmm. unfollow back then. So <laughs> anyway, uh, the next three months, the next three months, I go deep into personal development from a romantic standpoint. I've never, I was like, wait a minute, Scotty, Scott, you studied psychology. Why are you acting like this? So and, how did you study this? What did you do? Oh, I forget. I mean, I have a, I have a folder somewhere here on my, I don't know. This is, this is a valuable thing here, Scott. Did you, you, you just, did you you just journal? crack something did here, you, you know? Did you go to- Oh, did, I, did, I tried journaling. Uh, I downloaded videos. I- this is probably right before I started getting hardcore into podcasts. I'm, I'm doing youth, I'm like relationship stuff, books, videos, like all kinds. Because like, I realized it wasn't just her. I was actually struggling with living back here on the East Coast because of my crazy, outdoorsy lifestyle from Colorado right. and the firefighting thing. I didn't realize mm-hmm. firefighting had shifted me so far, because that's a very very hard lifestyle. I've talked yes, about it on the show. Of course. Um, there's fire in my logo because of the firefighting experience. Live the fuel stands for live yes. the fired up epic life because I've lived a pretty epic life in my standpoint. And I want people to realize that they can take these risks and take these challenges and get outside the norm, but be aware, which I wasn't of the possible shifts that may happen. And I wasn't fully connecting with my family again and my old friends again. Mm-hmm. I was still, the head was still stuck in Colorado yes. and out West. And I wasn't reminding myself that I learned to mountain bike and road bike and rock climb here on the East coast, but everything was so amazing out there. So I was having right. this huge mental shift. Yes. And, um, and then at one point in my work, those three months, I realized like, wait a minute, you've never opened up your heart in this self work. Like I was like, oh, I've taken all these crazy risks. I literally risked my life as a, as one of the elite hotshot wildland firefighters, Mm -hmm. you know, freaked out my friends, freaked out my own parents. I later found out after that adventure, like they, they actually said I was kind of selfish. (laughs) uh, There was some selfishness involved. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had to do it. 
And I was like, wait right. a minute, I could, I could put myself through all these crazy decisions, but I've never taken, I remember this thought, I've taken all these risks, but I've never risked my heart. Right. Never wow. a heart risk. That, right. that is profound. I, I, I mean, I, I got chills talking about it right now. And I'm like, no, right. you, you should. That is if most guys would never take that leap and that step to say, you know, I, I can be all these brave things, but be brave to open my heart. Yeah. And that's where I realized. And that's because I started studying more about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I forget what I read, but I learned that actually vulnerability is very sexy uh, when, oh, when, yeah, when executed definitely. properly. So obviously there's a selling point right there. I'm like, oh, we've we got a whole new game ad on here. <laughs> and, and it's contrary to, to, to rational thought, but it's also very empowering. Yes. We even have an expression in our book. Um, with, with complete vulnerability comes absolute empowerment. Look at you guys. It's just like, he just cues you up and you knock yeah. the pins yeah. down. It's like, <laughs> This is really freaking me out. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's so true. Um, and back, you know, about 10 years ago, um, maybe it was 11 years ago, I reached out to Brene Brown. If you know Brene Brown, who does the vulnerability. Yeah, yeah I know the name. Um, hmm. Anyway, I reached out to her and I was like, hey, we speak the same language, you know, vulnerability. Yeah. Um, but it was... It was something that I too learned about 12 years ago. It was like, wow, vulnerability is like the thing. You yeah. have fact, to we, have that. We even had uh, an ex another expression that we had in our book uh, called cognitive bypass. And the reason we came up with this idea, Scott, was when, when we did rediscover each other and it happened very uh, innocently, I one day thought about Poppy and I was I said, whatever happened to her? And I Googled her maiden name hmm. and it pops right up on Facebook and it takes me to her website. And there's her phone number on her website for calling for free coaching consulta consultations. And I just said, oh, what the heck? You know, what's the worst thing that could happen, Scott? You're gonna blow me off again? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Ju I just aired a podcast today, uh, Go For No. Uh, that's the name mm -hmm. of their book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, people, it, it's a sales and business technique, but it's also, it apply. we talked to it, it applies to relationships. Like absolutely does. And if so you, at least I, if you get the no, you know you where to go. go. You know where you're at. Sure. Then yeah. you go next. And next. so I just said, well, I, I said that the best case I could have imagined is, well, we'll, we'll both have a good laugh about the fact that here we are after all these, after 32 years and we're both twice divorced and single. How, whoever thought that would have happened, huh? Yeah. So that's crazy. Well, I, I call her and I discover very quickly that that she never wanted to break up, that she's been looking for me three different times over these 30 years. I'll get that, out of here. And she was That's crazy true. about me too, and she never That's wanted any of this to happen. And I'm like, and instead of being- I gotta do some screen careful, sharing here. Uh, keep going, I'm just- instead of Okay, instead of being careful and cautious, you're gonna bring up the picture? Or? Well, I'm gonna bring you guys there up. You go. There's there the happy you. couple. Cause like, I, 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 that's a whole point of video. I wanna do some more screen sharing. We've been having sure. such a great conversation. I'm like, oh man, but here we go. Uh, the 1 billion seconds. You're right, 1 billion seconds is the is is 32 years. That's what the name of the book came from. Oh, nice and math. Yeah, it is. It's oh. kind of a cool thing we discovered uh, also by accident. But the point we were, I, was, I was driving towards here is this idea of a vulnerability. Neither Poppy or I, after this, you know, after I had this crushing incident 32 years ago, which also broke her heart, by mm -hmm. the way, she didn't, 
enjoy that either. It was very crushing for her as well. Scott, true thing, I don't remember my college graduation, undergraduate. I don't remember it. It was so. so oh, you were crushing. so mentally mm-hmm. affected. It was so traumatic. Get out. I, so traumatic because I, my assumptions were so completely wrong. And in that moment, I couldn't rectify it. Wow. And so, so I, I couldn't wait. I never went back to school. I never wanted to go to a reunion. It was such a bad, bad trigger. So we, I never, when both of us started actually talking, instead of doing what you might rationally think, oh, I got to be careful here because this didn't end well before. I don't want to put my heart out there and get exposed. Exactly the opposite happened. Both of us completely and totally opened up. We're completely vulnerable and realized that it was absolutely still there. And almost within minutes of our first conversation, we were like, well, why why did we ever break up? This was great. And we quickly were on on the phone every night. Because of those two words. To us, yeah. yeah, to us, right? So, but but cognitive bypass is something that we we um, introduced in our book um, and have since trademarked it as well. And you trademarked that too, man. Yep. Yes, you guys did. are on it. I love it. I love well, it. From it the, just, the business standpoint. Good, good but job. doesn't good job. cognitive bypass? I mean, doesn't it make you stop and pause and go, wait a minute? What wait, is so that? Does that mean you're not going to think? And to a degree, it's yes. You're not going to think. It's, you're going to let your heart speak. Hmm. And say what you're really your feeling and what you really want to say. So not not being careful, not being cautious. Not and... sensing or editing your words. Oh, so, yeah, but see, that can be to a fault, can't it? Because sometimes I just say yeah. how it is and then I'm like, ah, it didn't really come out the right way. Well, obviously, there's there's certain lines on that. Uh, yeah. But but it comes to, you know, sharing your, your, your innermost feelings about someone that you've had something wonderful with and... You know, it became very easy and obvious for both of us that that uh, it was all still there. And when one of the things we discovered uh, is that we had actually never fallen out of love. We went from great to broken up in, in one conversation. Wow. Nothing was wrong. There was never any hardship or anything being wrong. That's crazy. It is I mean, crazy. I, I mean, I, that's a weird word to use. We're talking about psychology today. But I mean, it's just that's yeah. wild. It's wild. It is. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it's crazy. It's funny because when I dug deeper into myself too, I love where we're going with this because I think the listeners hearing this, like we're, we're basically hearing an amazing love story that should never have broken up, but obviously needed to because, I mean, look what you've created out of it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've you've rebuilt the relationship that technically almost never even ended, really, the way I'm hearing right. it. Right, right. And then you realize that there's a story to be told. You got the one billion thing going on. Great math. I love that. You're redoing, you're redoing a clock, you're, you're, you're trademarking stuff. And the fact that you two click that well and just communicate that well. I mean, there's going to be people hearing this and watching this right now. And they're like, come on. These guys got to get into like a well, disagreement once in a while. I mean, I don't know. Oh, and we do. But one of the things that we do is we immediately. Yeah, we have we have stuff all the time. We, we resolve it. We get to exactly what the problem is. If we can, one of the things I often say to Poppy is that sometimes being a guy, we're, we're, we're not so bright sometimes. Oh, no. And, and we need to we need to process a little bit and to figure out what that is, because sometimes it's it is an old tape. It is an old thing from someone else that you get. Just it's old recordings that are still deep seated. Old recordings yeah. that just got popped up there out of nowhere. And it's like, whoa, 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 that's that didn't apply to Poppy. That was somebody else. Don't don't 
Don't make her pay for someone else's crimes. Well, and one thing, I always go back to psychology, and I have to catch myself whenever I'm doing these things, like you're just discussing there, is that it, 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 Poppy, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he just hinted at it. Us guys, it's just, maybe it's just the way we're wired. We get focused on one thing, and we're yep. all in. Whereas yep. you ladies, awesome. you could flip, like, multitask, switch the, fl- I mean, so guys like, oh yeah, I'm a multitasking fiend. And I'm like, actually, yeah. psychologically, women are better at it. Oh, way better. This is know, why there's so many powerful why? female executives right now. Do they can just, why? boom. No. So women, biologically, have close to 934 more synapses in their brains hmm. than men. And they have those there by either Darwinian theory or God or whoever our creator is. Right. Because so that women can be attuned to their offspring and they can hear those nuances and everything else. So I always give guys a, a, a hall pass on that when they say, you know, I didn't, I didn't think about that. I didn't, I didn't see those nuances that you're seeing. And yeah. I was like, Hey, well, I have 900 more synapses than you do. So don't worry about it. Well, it's funny because during the the breakup phase and after the breakup phase, and when I, you know, basically wooed her back to us going at it again, because you're a woo. I'm a really good sales professional. Uh, For everybody else, strengths finders, woo is winning others over. If that's your strength, hey, it was actually my top strength. That actually, and I just redid the test again. I haven't done it in years. I redid it again for my client. So I was doing it with them and the team. And again, woo and positivity, the top two still after all these years. So those are my two also. Oh, interesting. That's so funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, the, the thing was this post breakup and pulling my, I, literally, I say this now to everybody, pardon my French, but I had to pull my head out of my ass. I, yes, the head was so far up there. I was eclipsing myself and <laughs> <laughs> And people, and, and the funny thing is, when I tell that to ladies, especially nowadays, they're like, "Do you know how refreshing that is?" Yes, sure. of course. So now, admittedly, sometimes I bring it up just to embarrass myself, just to earn points. I'm like, "See, babe, I, I'll tell anybody I'm an idiot. It's okay. There you go." <laughs> but, oh, I, I say this all the time too, Scott. They say, "What was your excuse for why you broke up?" I go, "Well, I was a 21 year old guy, therefore a moron," you yep. know, and. And I've never yet had a woman argue with me about that. And to be fair, I'm 40 now, but I'm just now a, a different phase of, of a moron. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you- I think that's the most important part too. I learned over the years and through that phase is like, it's okay. Like there's no such thing as perfection. That's if you took one thing out of all the personal professional development, deep dive stuff I've done, getting away from this perfection thing, even me saying those words, Kristen's actually caught me a few times. Say, like, Scott, she's like, I stopped trying to be perfect. She's like, you, every once in a while, that still comes out of your vernacular. She's like, stop right. it. Because she's That's a very right. smart girl. You, you asked Poppy, like, she went, she went to Cornell for veterinary, then went to UPenn for her doctorate. So she's an equine horse vet doctor, and she's yeah. a doctor of chiropractic for animals. So I got a smart girl. Um, <laughs> it's, wow. And the funny thing was, when I met her, she already knew who my family was because I grew up in farming and my dad is a is a broker, but he was also a transporter of livestock. So when one of her farms had an issue with a horse, she would call Tom Mulvaney. So when I met her, she's like on the very first date, very first date, the wine, the glass of wine. She's like, so you any relation to uh, Tom Mulvaney? And like walls went right up. I was like, uh, 
Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that's my dad. Why do you ask? And she's like, well, I'm a veterinary doctor, and I've I've worked with your father. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, boy. That freaked me out. <laughs> so shields. Fa- shields up. Full force field. Full force field. Uh, so, yeah I, I, yeah, I had a lot of mental gain that I had to get over. By the way, you'll appreciate this. I found my old uh, – re- you, asked, you asked, Jeff, what I was using. Okay. I found my folder. Oh, that's not the one. One second. I found my folder on my Google Drive. I never got rid of it. See this folder here called Psychology Relationships? Hold on. I have to get my glasses on. Yes, Sorry, I, I can see it. It's I okay. Actually, glad. I got a... I need to... Let me stop share and restart the share. It was paused. One second. I found it. I never deleted this stuff in case I had a friend who ever struggled. So here, Psychology Relationships. Okay. I have a gig and a half of all this stuff in here. So he's... Wow. So... I bought I bought into programs called AMP apparently, text romance back, <laughs> get X back, text X back, the X factor. Uh, these are all the different programs. Uh, oh, you got Napoleon. Rich. I, I, I I use Think and Grow Rich in there, right? Um, so I haven't gone into this stuff in. Hold on, what, what's the date on these? One second. That's so funny. Uh, I, I don't know if it actually has the original dates on these, but I got to find out. I got to I gotta look. You, you, I just figured, you figured you guys appreciate this. So yeah, I, I went through a number of programs. Uh, yeah, this, oh, this is all, I, I moved this onto my shared drive, so it doesn't have the original dates. So okay. long story short, yeah, I, I, I took my learning brain, my love of self and personal and professional development and said, all right, I need to get this thing figured out. Like, why are you being, why are you being so weird about this? I needed to learn about myself. Um, wow. And to this that, day. That's a great thing. Because most guys will not take that step in their lives and their development. They're quite happy being, because that's who I am. Well, one of those programs, they said, listen, there's always two people at fault, right? Oh, yeah. So, but yes. the sooner you could take accountability and own your crap first. Mm-hmm. Yep then worry about the other side of the equation. So her issue was she spent eight years swallowing crap from her last idiot. I was becoming the new idiot because sure. I was not opening myself up, not letting in, letting the vulnerability happen, not letting her into my life. And then also through my self-work, I realized I had issues with financial. Uh, I, can't, I grew up differently. She has no debt, you know, other than a little bit of school debt. Like she grew up in a different financial mindset. I was allowing that to manifest into mm-hmm. my decision-making process that we were opposites and all this stuff. So all this stuff, um, obviously I'm skipping over a lot, but I wanted to give you I, more of that. I meat have and a potatoes. book. Hopefully Kristen won't be listening right now. She right? doesn't listen. No, she, she's at a concert in Philadelphia. I dropped her off to meet friends hours ago. Riding between the worlds. Is that a horse? She, Oh, oh is that on audible? I have given this book out 11 times. I have bought this book. Linda Kohanov, K-O-H-A-N-O-V. Okay. Expanding our potential through the way of the horse. It is like beyond horse whispering. It is so awesome. Really? That that if she doesn't have that book. Uh, what was it? So the exact name was Riding the What? Riding Between the Worlds. 
There you go, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have this stuff linked in the show notes, obviously. So yes. riding between the worlds. Or so many points here, oh, Scott. You won't you, believe, you'll just be off the chart. This here. happens I'm all the time. It's on Prime tonight. You have to you have to get it and have it delivered tomorrow, whatever. Well, if it's on Audible, I I, yeah. I actually convinced Perfect. her to start getting into Audible more. So she shares Perfect. my Audible account. And she, she's crushing more books than I do now. Because There's she, another great yeah. book on Audible, by the way. It's called One Billion Seconds, recorded by <laughs> yes. Poppy and Jeff Spence. Oh, you, thank you. I was going to ask you before the end of the show because... I travel so much for business that I don't have time to sit down and physically read books. Yes, so I will right. sometimes buy the physical just to go back and reference stuff after I've listened sure. to it. But Same. That's what we do too. One of the things you'll you'll note now that you've gotten to know us, when you get to the parts where like we break up and where we find each other again, you will hear the emotion in our voices because we can't help but get caught up in that emotion again. You see, that's what I was, I'm going to just real quick, I want to screen share that other book while we're talking. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Riding Between the Worlds by Linda, is that Kohanov? I think so. Okay. So expanding our potential through the way of the horse. There we go. Uh, but yeah, so I love it when authors do their own audio because- Yes. <sighs> It's not a professional voiceover person just reading words or, and trying to guess where the, uh, you know, the expression is supposed to be. The intonation, right. Right, right. Like, come on, guys. It's just too nobody, Especially when it's your personal story. This was our journey, and no one else knows that and can feel that like we can. No, absolutely not. And I love you that. Know, we, we both feel we have voices that are appropriate for Jeff's kind of better. Re recording and doing that. I actually do the voice. The, the book is is told uh, by Jesse. A fictional uh, entity. Jesse is a fictional per person uh, who is, I'm going to pull out the book here. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Jesse is seconds. a relational choreographer, some, sort of like a guardian angel, and is assigned to us as a couple back in Rollins and in our college days and takes uh, we let you directly choose the gender too, by the way, Sky. So really? Jesse takes his or her eye off the, the target because we're so we're so perfect together that Jesse doesn't even pay attention to us until graduation. They're like, oh whoops, whoops, she's graduating and he's not. Oh no. Okay. We kind of felt like we had some sort of divine intervention, however you want to look at it. So reason we, we say created that Jesse. Poppy and I, Poppy tried three different times to find me over those three decades. And if she had actually, thank you for yeah. finding that. Um, if she had actually had found me, I would have had to say, nice talking to you, but uh, uh, I'm not in any kind of position to be, you know, re rekindling a romance with you i'm just got married i'm in a relationship i am yeah yeah i have a child i just was born where yeah, so that none of those times would have would have worked huh so uh and, and that's in this book too and the one time i did yes. reach out to poppy was the exact right time to when she was available and i was available and the only time after 32 years where that happened is the time that i reached out I love so that. So we, we do say, Scott, that maybe we were only supposed to be together right now. You know? We, we have that. talked, we've talked about this uh, a lot, that we think uh, there's a parallel universe somewhere that we actually have been together. Hmm. Did you ever watch Fringe? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we said we, maybe we had like fringe where where there's there's another Poppy and Jeff that have been together the whole time. We're well, gonna I mean, meet you know them. multiple di- uh, multiple dimensions, whatever. I mean, yeah. there's all kinds of potential we're, science around that. So we're we're big into law of attraction, positive yes. psychology. Oh. All of- I, I joke around this show all the time, or once in a while we talk about like the secret and stuff like that. Sure. And people are like, dude, the first time I, my buddy made me watch that movie years ago, and I'm watching it, I'm like, what is this hokey, weird right. stuff? This voodoo. But I, if I reference it now, I tell people, uh, uh, as a, we're we're all at a different place on the timeline. This mm-hmm. this is a saying that I've been using a lot over the past few months, whether it be health, fitness, lifestyle, your relationship experience, right? Like. I was clearly a rookie on the relationship timeline, but again, back to the secret. Like now I have that book saved in my audible library and then no less than once a year, I make myself go back and listen to it again, just to see if somebody clicks differently. Oh, it something should, that knows more. It, it should. Right. So I mean, well, there's still some es- weird stuff, but <laughs> Esther and Jerry Hicks are really the, the go-to people for that. I know Rhonda Byrne wrote the secret and, oh, yeah. and all that, but, um, Esther and Jerry Hicks are the, really the trailblazers that started the secret so many years ago. And um, because of that, I mean, we, um, we have Jack Canfield endorsing our book. We are buddies with him. That's we a big win. Him. I got to meet yeah, we, Jack. That guy's legit. So. Yeah, we were at we, his We spent house two days at his home in a mastermind retreat. And oh, I'm it was, jealous. Uh, incredible. It he, was great. He was awesome. And he's, he's an awesome guy. And so he, um, he, you know, we can speak that language. Wow, you know, pretty well. I yeah, love that. Jack. Jack brings together at this retreat. It was all kinds of people with, with, uh, with those kind of stories too. Every single one yes. of the people there had, had one of these, gotten over something, overcome huge odds, uh, health, whatever it might have been, and uh, and Jack just very nonchalant about, yeah, that's that's what you can do when you have all the right things uh, behind you and. Law of attractions playing in your favor, and you're 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 using it. It was a, it was, we walked both walked out of there going, wow, what what anyone can achieve is so far beyond what any of us can imagine. Right. Well, again, it goes back to that mental energy. It's mm-hmm. when you shift your energy. It's not like oh, I'm going to chant that I want a Corvette and be debt free, and it's just going to happen. Right. No. Right. You're shifting the energy and your mindset through repetition. So then the work you put forth moving forward is moving you in that direction. Correct. Correct. So you still have to work hard. You still have to earn it. You still mm-hmm. got to, you know, build the, build the road <laughs> to drive down it. <laughs> but the problem is if your mental energy is completely messed up and your mindset's messed up, it goes back to the relationship piece. Granted, those three months of the self-work, that was just to get the door back open. Mm-hmm. Right. And half of, the, half of those programs that I read, they, said, they kept telling me, Dude, the door's closed. In a female psychology, like when they slam that door, it's like a light switch going off. Trying to get that light switch going back on, it's very rare. Okay, so this so, begs the question now. So you did all that work. How did you open that door again? I invited her out for a cup of tea. Oh, I like it. No wine. Don't get no, it wasted. I was like, I never invited anybody to a cup of tea in my life. Even she said, she's like, that was weird, by the way. And I'm like... <laughs> Good. <laughs> Got you to come. Yeah. And granted, I was doing some of that, you know, text the love back. I was starting to, because the biggest thing was, it wasn't about me. It was about her. Right. Like, I now, I now own like nice, like linen paper stock. And I, I hand write stuff to her now. Beautiful. I was, I was doing that 
to help. I, but I still do it. So, um, but there's some things that I've always done. Like I still open the door for her all the time. My dad taught me that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll still get flowers occasionally, but they have to mean something. I don't just get her roses like a lot of guys do. Like she doesn't even yeah. like roses. Can so, I stop you on that thing? Yeah. That's where we mentioned before the love languages. Okay. Another thing you need to research and study. We, we actually had a podcast. I'm going to make a note. I'd suggest you listen to it. The yeah, pull G- up our podcast. You can yeah. show it with, what with Gary, Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman uh, um, was the author of I The think Love it's Languages. 34, 33, maybe. Do you put them all on your website too? Yes. Yeah, okay. they're mm-hmm. under podcasts. I can. I can uh, but, anyways, uh, The Love Languages, this is so important for any guys listening because all of us think, hey, if I want to score points, I just run out and buy flowers, right? And that can be nope. a huge that can be a huge wrong according to what the love language of your significant other is. And yes. look at you, you're left-handed, so you're automatically super creative. Yep. So scroll down a little bit. We're working on this website. And it's oh, here we uh, go. do I click here? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's we call it the relationship restaurant, the place where you can like go that. and relax and, and talk about relationships. We used to have a radio show, a local radio show here last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, We're in Sarasota, Florida, by the way, if we have We wanted that. to um, have a broader audience. Another okay. great one there, too, the Myers-Briggs one. That's a great one. Go other direction. Go back uphill. It's like 30. Well, the first one, 35, there okay. was the Myers-Briggs. Sorry. Okay. Go back downhill. Okay. Then, thank you. Uh, where do you want me to go to? Keep going. It's on that page, I think. Uh, Energy type? Nope. Keep going, because you'll see um, below this one. Keep going down. Oh, that's oh cool I, I, had, I had Manny on the show. Isn't he great? He's so great. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's after Mr. Rogers. We didn't have five love languages. Here we go. Episode 30. Yes. There you go. But Gary's the author of this, of this book and it is a huge international bestseller. And it talks about how everybody has five different, there's, there's five different love languages that that any of us can have. And and Scott, you could probably even know it without even taking his little mini quiz. There's it's acts of service words of affirmation, gift giving, physical touch, or quality time. So of those five things, which one do you think most resonates with you? Well, for me and her? No, just Just for for you. you. Just for you. What do you like? Let me hit this again. What were we saying? The the five were again? Sorry. So- I was actually thinking, I was actually thinking about for her. (laughs) Yeah. Because I already picked one out for her. It's quality time. Which is very important. Yeah. Okay, so words of affirmation, gift giving, quality time, physical touch, or what did I miss? Acts of service. Acts of service. The funny thing is I really started geeking out about affirmations over the past year. But earlier, it was, I think there was a piece, not to dwell on physical intimacy, but spending so many years in surface level, yes, brief surface level relationships, like that was something that I had to learn about too was, it's not just about sex people. No. Okay. Right. Nope. There is a whole different level of depth and, and sexual connectivity when you're in the moment. And I think I noticed that as our relationship fizzled at the end of that year, it was things weren't, you could tell like now, once I went through the self work, I'm like, Holy crap. Those last couple of months. Yeah. I thought it was me. Well, it was me, <laughs> but it was me affecting her. She right. was unplugging. She was disconnecting. She was distancing right. herself. Mm-hmm. We were not both in it to win it, so to speak, because of right. what I was doing. So, right. But again, that's, back that's to my earlier insight. Back that's to my true. earlier point. 
Yeah. Was I said how it takes two to tango. You'll mm-hmm. appreciate this. I realized, and I got her to admit, she can't stand confrontation. Oh, okay, good. Conflict avoider. Whereas love it. I bring it. I love it. Like I'm a debater. I will get in it. I'm like, I'm in it to win it. I've been in sales and marketing my whole life. Like, let's do well, this. So she and I had that opposite. Right? Yeah. You literally yeah, you went run to, the, to fire. the fire. Yeah. But I so I asked her when we started getting back together, I was like, listen, I need to count on you to hold me accountable. And that yes. don't run away. Don't allow it to build to what it did. Right? Like, yes. talk to mm-hmm. me. Like, you need to open up. I want you to talk to me because I'm willing to listen, even if I am a pain in the butt. So one o'clock confusion. There's something bugging me. It's something little. Yeah. That's when you have to talk about it. That's when you start talking right there. When you don't, that's when things get bad. See, See, this is awesome. I love this. Yeah. So I knew we were going to have fun today. Uh, So did we. (laughs) We always do. So, um, but what we, okay. So love language. So what do you think your love language is? You think what do it, you it like? was words of affirmation, but you think it might be different now? No, it's been more affirmation these days. Uh, in mm-hmm. the beginning, it was more of the physical, uh, I think, for me, the physical touch. I just noticed it. Like when once I allowed myself to pay attention, and you notice, like, there's a different level of connectivity from a physical touch when you're actually allowing it all to happen and you're not, the walls aren't up, the vulnerability's there. It was a whole right. different level of connectivity, it was mm-hmm. electrifying. So. So what do you think Kristen's love yeah, language what, what is? What is hers? Oh, I, right off the bat was, 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 you know, be here, be now in the moment. So like, quality time? Oh, quality time's huge. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I'm just so go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. She does like it when I'm away on business. And I tell people this all the time <laughs> is that you need to miss each other too once in a while. Yeah. Right? So I don't know about you two, but at least in my world. Well, after 32 years of missing we're trying to that's avoid a good that. point yeah you got a very very good point yeah <laughs> but yeah so uh I'm, I'm always doing so many things i have to catch myself and say oh oh i can't make the excuse of oh i, I sorry baby i got two podcasts to do tonight i'll get to you later it's like mm-hmm. all right pause even if it's for five seconds and yes. be in be in that moment a text and and be attentive be attentive right. so and and still remembering to do the t- i tech i do the little texting like love you baby not it's not just casual surface level stuff it's right yeah so i tend to this we won't talk about jeff's texting because i'll be like and then i I get back okay okay nice and then i go but it's important for me to say that because if i don't respond she's like why don't you respond it's like because there's nothing i have to say you covered it all i i just have to go okay message received well, this um, is- one of the things that we when going back to what your mission is all about in your show is yeah. one of the when we did get back together, both of us could have immediately closed up. We both came from two previous marriages and divorces. I have four children. Jeff has one child. Wow. We had so many people that were throwing caution flags at us all the time right? Yep. What about this? What well, he lives in another state? What about your kids? What about the kids? Like him? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And um, using that positivity, law of attraction, you know, nothing was really an obstacle. You know, it was the easiest thing that either of us have ever done in our lives. The thing that people could have said would be like, oh, there's, well, she lives, I was living in, in uh, the Charlotte, North, North Carolina area. 
Yeah. And I had to move and everything. People were like, oh my gosh, you can't move. You can't move from here. Your life here, your kid. I was like, yes, we absolutely can. And it would all fit together perfectly and easily and wonderfully. It, was, it, just, it just, when you put your mind to it, anything can happen. Yeah. And our kids, I mean, we were, we've been interviewed on other uh, radio and TV. And, and I remember somebody asked me, well, what about your kids? Hey, if any of my four kids did not like Jeff, we would not be married. Sure. Yeah. And I fam family that. always comes first. Oh, yeah. And we said that I, before we got married, it was like, don't, you should put your husband first. And it was like, nope. Yeah. In this situation, my Scott, kids it was first. easy though, man. It was easy. <laughs> the reason was the two eldest daughters, when they heard it was me, they go, wait a second, this is that guy whose heart you broke yeah. that you were crazy about? It's him? Yeah. Well, they were like doing back flips over this. They were, that's awesome. The really cool thing is, is that this past Mother's Day, because we had a big challenge with one of my kids and one of, and Jeff's son. The boys. And of we, you know, seven years ago, we brought him from North Carolina to, to finish school and he was, he was floundering in the college he was attending. Oh, okay. And so I said, well, you know, let me have at it. I taught these college aid kids for many years and I don't know psychology and let's just, let's work on this. So we had a really like tough love time for a couple of years. Some and, very tough love. Um, I had my, that's where you learn the most though. Yeah. I had a parenting certification from Wisconsin and we just applied it. And I said, I promise you, I'm not doing this because you're a stepchild or you can ask my son. He goes, Oh no, I've already, I heard, I've heard all the stories. So I said, you can, you know, whether you're blood or not, these are, this is the way the parameters are and the structure. And just this past mother's day, I got the most beautiful text message from him who said, he said, uh, I, I don't say it enough, but thank you so much for whipping me into shape when I was sarcastic and a pain in the neck. And, you know, and thank you for giving that tough love because I wouldn't be who I am today without you. I mean, it was like, that's beautiful. beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Scott, do you ever sing to your fiance, Kristen? Oh God, no. <laughs> See, no don't say you can't. You no, I'm, not, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but trust me, it's, uh, she's not that kind of girl. You've got a great speaking voice. I'm going to assume you have a good singing voice. Uh, I used to sing when I was a kid. Like, I don't know, mm -hmm. like, because I had, I think back in the day, they used to have, was it chorus or whatever they called that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Glee Club? There, yeah, it wasn't Glee Club, but I think it was, okay. I don't know. That's so chorus. long ago. Yeah. It's probably not a good idea. Uh, <laughs> no, she, well, that, she's. That was one of the ways that I won back Poppy, too, in a very fast fashion. I had recorded a, a CD. Um, of some Nat King Cole music. I've done lifelong singing. And one of the songs I discovered that I had changed the words from when I originally recorded it. And the, the original words were, maybe I'm old fashioned, feeling like I do. Maybe I am living in the past, but when I meet the right one, I know that I'll be true. My first love will be my last. Wow. When I fall in love, it will be forever, or you know I'll never fall in love. I know that love. song, yeah. Okay. You know the That's song. Oh, yeah, I know the song. It's beautiful. 
Smart move though. Nice moves. Nice like that. Yeah. Right. He, he now my my game hard. my game was figuring things outside the box. Something like just trying to get her in a neutral territory. Go for a cup of tea. Just have a conversation. Sending physical love letters. Uh, I even did something. She still has them. One of the things I studied, like they said, create love coupons, like IOUs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And because I never did anything for her and her home. This was her first home she bought that we now both live in. But um, I never like was willing to do like any of her chores with her because I was like, oh, wow. It was the first year. I was like, I was such a jerk. Anyway, so um, so I made. Yeah, I, you I, and I, we need to write a book here right now. Yeah. You know? guy romance for idiots guys you yeah. know i made love coupons I, I took them to staples i had them professionally laminated they were Perfect. printed in color and she still makes fun of that to this day and I she still that. has a few that she hasn't used and i was like well done i was like it impacted you enough to still make fun of me to this day about me using yeah them. so no it was brilliant awesome. yeah. brilliant well, and then when I proposed to her, it, she never expected that because I said, I will never get married. I don't need to get married. Why, oh. mar marriage is BS, blah, 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 blah. And then eventually, you know, my own brain just seemed like, wait a minute, what if I did do that? It would blow her mind. So I did. And then. So why, why did you get married? Well, we're not married yet. Sorry, engaged. Sorry. I mean, why? I mean, when you do, why? Uh, because all those years of adventures were awesome. And they're amazing experiences, but I found myself always wanting to do adventures with friends or other people. I'm a very social person. Right. So it's like, well, once you realize that you could reach a whole different level of depth with your significant other, sharing the and I, at first I realized I can't do every adventure with her, mm -hmm. but if I can just get a couple here and there throughout the year with her and we share that experience together. So just realizing that wow, how cool would it be to actually have a partner who wants to do all the crazy stuff with you and maybe even suggest things that you never even thought of, which like like back in November, we went to South Africa. I never would have thought about going to South Africa. Wow. Like that was her idea. So just that was, the, that was the epiphany. And then I said, all right, well, I go skydiving and do all this other crazy stuff. So I decided to propose to her after skydiving. <laughs> I love it. So, um, and then the universe oh. still tried to challenge me on that because they grounded our plane as we're all strapped up, ready to go because of high winds and the bat and we were supposed to do an, a surprise after party at the winery down the road. So I, and my, the, the head jumper guy, cause nobody knows, not even my friends, nobody knows I'm going to do this. It was all supposed to be a giant surprise. And was, it, was it a tandem jump or yeah, just tandem jumping. Yeah, okay. And, but they were going to have, they were going to throw me out first. That way I'm already on the ground. They can run the ring right. out to me, do all that right. and have her come out last. Anyway, that whole went mother nature stepped in. So I was like, all right, so I was like, it's happening down the road at the winery. So I'm texting the other friends that are already there to oh surprise her for the after party. Like, guys, hide the flowers. Um, on the drive over, I'm just going to, hey, so-and-so just texted to say they decided to come join us for a wine tasting. <laughs> to justify why there's like eight other people there besides the six people that were jumping with us. So, yeah, it was a whole thing. That is awesome. I had to call an audible. Call an audible. I, sure. I, I, see, I love a challenge. So, yeah. That's it. That's 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 the brief story on that. But uh, so Mother Nature knew that you liked this challenge. I think so. She's crazy like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so when do you have a plan of when you're going to get married? Oh, it's everything's already committed. Yeah. So it's going to be in uh, Banff, Canada. Uh, winter time. Winter time. March what? Because we're both big skiers. Right. It's a, it's a March wedding, and we've already booked the helicopters. We're going heli skiing. So, right. oh my gosh, 
no, 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 no tuxedo, no dress. Like we're going to get some new ski outfits. That's, that's really, and now there's like 40 people now coming up to that. So great. Yeah. So we're going to jump out of, you know, we're not, we're, they don't let us jump out of the helicopters. I would, but they'll land on a remote mountain. We'll climb out and then we'll go ski the back country. And then we'll do like the little ring thing on, on actual resort property. That way everybody can be there. I wanted to do it on a remote mountaintop, but they said that's not fair because one of the helicopters, our helicopter is going to the crazy mountains. And then the other one's going to go to the more of the intermediate mountains. So I thought this would be easy, but. <laughs> okay. So before you get married, I want you to, to confirm love languages. I um, have it. Let's, let's get your Myers-Briggs. Let's get you. Oh, I haven't done that in years. I have to do that again. I know. I could probably, I could probably guess. We've written a lot of articles right. about how that applies in not just work environments, but in relationships. Okay. So we work with, um, and it's a plug for them, the CPP, they're the Myers-Briggs company. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And where I got my certification, they're awesome people, love the team members there. And they uh, were sort of working with them on the personal side of that, not just in the corporate world. Cool. So in fact, we have, if, when you went through the podcast, one of them was a representative from CPP we had on because- well, like I said, I'm I'm literally traveling tomorrow, so I'll I'll be downloading this episode tonight, so I can dig into more of your content. So good. Um, so, but, but but learning the the Myers Briggs of yourself and your partner or whoever you're dealing with, if you can understand them, like if if you're, I think you're probably a pretty spontaneous person. Yes. You know, and I'm not sure about Kristen. Does she like to have everything set yes. out and yes. right? So that's going to frustrate her a little bit. So you have to, we can help you with ways to work around that. Oh yeah. We've, we've been learning a lot about that. Okay. So, <laughs> so, and, and because, it, because there's something wonderful about being spontaneous, you know? Oh and, yeah. And though they're either judges or perceivers. Those okay. are the last letters of the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. And I would, I'm, I'm guessing that you're a perceiver that you're, you have a strong preference for that. These are all preferences. We use all of them, but we have a, like our handedness, we have a preference for it. Yeah. But all of your adventuring and spontaneity and everything else sort of yields itself to. Fact, Poppy and I, I have a very good friend who is very much like you. And uh, because of him, I've done skydiving, deep sea diving, high performance barefoot water skiing. Nice. Uh, you know, uh, Black diamond skiing, yep. um, what about hang gliding? Uh, I didn't get to do the budging jump that uh, he wanted to do. I wasn't available. And his yeah. spouse is a nurse who's very regimented mm -hmm. and, and structured and everything else. And so they make it work well. But every now and then she needs to rein him in. And, and likewise, he needs to lighten her up a little bit. Yeah, so that sounds like us. Well. <laughs> it works out really well. It's Again, it's like no no merger is perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. It's about realizing you can find the balance between the wins and I don't even want to call them losses. I'll just say opportunities to improve. Right. And when you realize that, instead of me, like that was me before. Like I was always like, oh, well, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. But like, oh, but look at all these amazing positives. Like how often do you find somebody who doesn't want kids like me, who wants to do, who does, is open to doing all these sports that you do. Like, come on. Oh, and she's, yeah. she's got her act together financially and you don't like, she could help you with that and figure that out <laughs> yeah, instead right. of seeing it as a lifestyle difference. It's like, wait a mm -hmm. minute, that's an opportunity for you to improve because somebody's right. going to actually love you and care about you and want you to reach 
her level together. So a lot of growth, a lot of growth. Um, but listen, I have another podcast. So um, right. we're a little bit over, but listen, you guys are the guest co-hosts. So Thank if you. you've listened to the show before, you guys have the final word. And I know we've talked about so much tonight and my show notes are going to be so much fun. Um, but <laughs> like, how would you want to sum all this up? Is there, is there right now for 2018, is there an all-encompassing message you're putting out there to the universe or to people out I, there? I think you did it. Uh, your, your journey to vulnerability, to it's opening great. your heart, I think was, was, is it. That, that, that is the thing that, that uh, makes the relationships click. That's what makes them work. And that's what guys especially struggle with. That, that journey that you had is so significant. And now you have a great relationship and moving towards a wonderful marriage because of that. And I still struggle with it. That's the most important yeah. thing. Having the courage to be vulnerable but on you, a daily basis. That's yeah. it. You were willing to suck it up and said, hey, pal, you got to figure this stuff out. And yeah. even if people don't know what to say, because sometimes, oh, I, I understand in, in theory what that means. I have the courage to be vulnerable. Then you just start with that. If you have a, a something that's bugging you, nagging you, anybody that's out there, whether it's with your significant other or a coworker, hey, I'm not really sure what's going on, but I have this pit in my stomach. I'm not really sure. Can you help me with this? And here's what I am. My words may not make sense, but just bear with me and let's see if we can brainstorm together what's there going go. on. Love there that. Go. There you go. Listen, hang okay. tight. Give probably goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, guys, come on. I mean, this is probably the most unique episode I've done yet. I did a lot of them. But I get more and more vulnerable every time on every new episode. But I think they brought more of it out of me than I'm used to. And I love it. So make sure you check them out at Poppy, P-O-P-P-Y, and Jeff, G is in George, E-O-F-F dot com. Check out the podcast because I'll be listening tomorrow. Check out the books we talked about today. Everything's going to be listed in the blog post on the website. So you have no excuse to not keep on growing. And as we just confirmed, get a little vulnerable. Even I figured it out. Come on, guys. All right. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to another powerful Live the Fuel show. Again, we're here to fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. We clearly did that today, and you guys clearly learned a lot more about me than I'm used to talking about. So thanks for listening, and again, again, poppyandjeff.com. Check them out, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. And remember, you too can live the fuel. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, first off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7s resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brand section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. 
And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and Epilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously as it says. It's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors I've actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace, obviously, a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.